This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society, and we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And hello, Hearts of Oak. Thank you once again for joining us on another interview, a pre-record coming to you a few days before. And it is an absolute delight to have Richard Hirschman join us today. Richard, thank you for your time. Yes, sir. No problem. Thanks to uh, have me on your program and share the information I've been seeing with the, with the public. Well, it's great to have you. And uh, Richard is a funeral director in Bammer with uh, decades of experience. And it was uh, someone who I've got to know, John O'Looney, who put us in touch. And I've visited John O'Looney. We've had him on before a number of times. Uh, and what he is talking about, you're also talking about. And it's interesting to talk to people in different parts of the world that are seeing the same issues and it, it reinforces but before i jump into that can i ask you just to take a moment and introduce yourself to your audience and then we'll get into the topic at hand sure my name is richard Hushman. um i've been uh, in the business now for probably a little over 21 years i know that uh, i was in the funeral home as an apprentice way back in the early days when 9-11 happened. So that's how I pretty much remember, you know, I know exactly when in 2001 I started. I can't exactly remember the date, but I know I was in the funeral home during 9-11. And I finished mortuary school in 2004, became uh, fully licensed as a funeral director and embalmer. So I've been doing this for a long time. And uh, in the earlier days, I was funeral directing, sitting with families, making funeral arrangements and doing the embalming. Um, but then as the years went along, uh, I became a, a embalmer specifically where I was working at a firm where that's all I did. And it was around 2015 where I decided I was going to go ahead and be a, what we call a trade embalmer, meaning I'm not working for a funeral home. I'm not an actual employee. I'm uh, kind of like a plumber, you know, you call the, the plumber when you need him. And funeral homes have, uh, sometimes the caseloads get a little hard and they get really busy and they need an extra hand. So instead of hiring somebody, um, they just pay me a contracting fee to come in and do the embalming job. So I've been doing that since 2015. And I have embalmed thousands uh, of bodies in my probably 21, a little over 21 years of experience. Wow. Um, I've never spoken to funeral director in Obama before I sat with John O'Looney. So it's interesting who you get to speak to in these curious times uh, that we are in. But I think the first time... I had watched you was you did a, a video with you, John O'Looney and Brenton Faithful from New Zealand. And the three of you were sharing common concerns, what you were seeing. And could I maybe ask you what, what point was it that you begun to see something that didn't seem right? And then at what point did you, and that how, what did you do with that information? Okay, so in the early, um, as this pandemic was moving along, it really started, we started seeing an increase in what we would call the COVID case uh, in the uh, second half of 2020. And we did notice an increase in some of the traditional blood clotting. And they were talking about how that, you know, the coronavirus can cause uh, clotting. Um, and, and I recognize that uh, closer to the end of 2020. When 2021 happened in January of 2021, now that the death rate just 
skyrocketed. I mean, it became extremely busy. One of the busiest months that I'd ever had ever. Um, that particular month, I embalmed 101 bodies in that one month alone. Um, it was very, very tiring. It was very frustrating. And the clotting issue was just getting out of hand. Um, February, it slowed down a little bit. Um, it's been, you know, up and down. That's our business. The, the clotting issues kept getting worse and worse. And I estimate around May of 2021, it probably was a little earlier than that, but it was no later than June of 2021, where I was having these weird fibrous looking um, clots that were that I'm finding in veins, mm -hmm. which is typically where we would find them. But I was starting to see them in arteries as well. And uh, as the summer went along, it just kind of kept getting worse. Well, around September of 2021, I had I had. I had been just inundated with these strange clots and there was a particular case. It was super long. It was very unusual. And so I took a picture of it and I started taking pictures of some of these strange clots starting in late September of 2021. What did I do with this information? And a little bit, it was actually prior to that as well. I was, I was talking with peers, other people in my field, uh, other funeral directors uh, that were licensed embalmers that have business asking them, have you guys ever seen this type of clotting? This is not nor this is not a typical blood clot, which would look like um, grape jelly. If you were to be making a sandwich and you spill some grape jelly on your counter, yes, it's kind of solid, but it's very, uh, uh, it falls apart. It's not easy to hold on to. It's very slippery. It's slick. Um, the worst case ones might look like a, like a strawberry jam might have a little bit of granulation to it. Um, but those your typical, typical blood clot, but these were not. And sometimes I would have some of these people actually step into the embalming room and come to the table where I'm working. I said, look at this. I mean, this is, this is strange. And some of these people I was talking to had 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Then um, I can't remember exactly when I uh, saw John O'Looney did a uh, uh, some kind of a Facebook live chat, something like that, where he was describing um, he wasn't describing the clots, but what he was describing was the same thing I was seeing with the increase in death rates starting in January of 2021, which he was saying was almost exactly when the um, when the COVID shots started coming out. And it started making sense. And he was talking about how in the embalming room, uh, his embalmer and himself, they, they're seeing a, a, a huge increase in blood clotting. Hmm. And I was like, this is exactly what I'm seeing over here in the United States. And so I continued taking pictures and images. I didn't know exactly how to come out publicly about it. I brought images when I only had three to my personal doctor. Um, who was trying to get me to get the COVID vaccine, told me it was 95% effective. I would never get COVID, blah, blah, blah. Well, I had already had COVID prior to the, um, the vaccine coming out, so I didn't worry about it. And I, you know, I had chicken pox when I was a kid, so I don't go get chicken pox vaccine either. So I thought it was kind of uh, pointless to uh, get a vaccine for a disease that I already had. Anyway, um, he was so shocked when he saw the picture when I only had three on my phone. I mean, this is how early it was. It was around in October of 2021 that he actually brought in another doctor to look at it. Um, he couldn't explain what it was. He just found it really fascinating. So I continued taking some images and 
I ended up getting in contact uh, with a doctor who was at a funeral home who met a funeral director and they got on the topic of these uh, issues that are happening and how by then people were suspecting there was an issue and a link between COVID vaccine uh, and the strange rise in death rates and unusual things that were happening, which I too was becoming suspect because a lot of times the people were coming into my care died suddenly um, that were, you know, they were healthy, they were fine. Next thing you know, they fall over dead. Uh, they have a stroke, they have a heart attack, they have these, you know, whatever issues. And when I'm embalming and I'm seeing this strange clotting, I'm like, it's no wonder they had a heart attack. It's no wonder they had a stroke because it wouldn't take much of this at all to create one of those conditions. So um, by that getting in contact with that individual, that individual then put me in contact uh, with Dr. Jane Ruby, who is on Stu Peters Network often. And she did an interview with me in uh, about January 26th or 27th of, of 2022, which was this year, almost a year ago. And that's kind of what kicked off the... Um, the awareness of what's going on. John O'Looney deserves all the credit for being the first mortician to come forward with his concerns. And because he sits with families and he's talking to them, he gets the information on vaccine status. I get information because I'm not the one sitting with the family asking. All I'm seeing is there's a change in people's blood. Something is causing this. And we needed to get to the bottom of it. And so that's where we are today. Uh, John O'Looney brought the shine the flag on the issue and his concern about the vaccine. And my concern is something is happening to people's blood. It's different. It's not the same. You can almost tell something is wrong with the way the blood is. And I think that uh, that may be the underlying issue of all of these sudden deaths, all of these other health issues that are happening. So uh, is there a, a lot of, I don't mean, like I'm rambling. <laughs> no, no, is there, I mean, most industries have a system where you can raise concerns um, either anonymously or, or publicly. Um, I have no idea about the embalming world, but is there a, a similar thing where you can post issues or things that you're seeing, or does that not exist? Was there a way for you to put it internally as so? Well, so on some of the people that I have talked to when I was going through this, um, these steps of gathering the evidence of what I'm seeing, some of these people are actual coroners, okay? So did I raise a concern with the coroner, which would, in my opinion, probably be one of the first steps. Yeah. But the problem is we don't, so imagine if every embalmer was out there and he saw something strange, were to sit there and call the police. It's not like it, 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 the, the, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So we do have obligation is as an embalmer, if I'm and I've only had to do this twice in my 21 years where I saw something that was suspicious, a mark on the body that looks like, hey, that kind of looks like foul play. Um, you know, a corner has to know that this looks like foul play. If I were to embalm a body. It came in and I saw a knife in somebody's back, I would probably be required ethically to report that to the coroner. And then they would have to sit there and investigate. But I, if you go back and you look at what they did, and I'm, I'm talking what the medical system did to any doctor, any nurse, that rose their hands and said something is wrong and any concern against the vaccine, what happened to them? They were almost 
always targeted as misinformation and all these things. And so as as I'm sitting here having all this, if they won't listen to doctors like Ryan Cole, yeah. Peter McCullough, yeah. Robert Malone, any of these experts, if they won't listen to them, what makes do you think they would listen to a little sing, simple guy, simple embalmer who's not a doctor, he's not a scientist, he's just a mortician in Southeast Alabama? Nope. They, if they won't pay attention to the experts, what makes you think they would pay attention to me? Yeah. No, I don't absolutely. think it would happen. Ken, but the the film has just come out, died suddenly. And yes. I so it's died suddenly, dot info. It's one of those that I thought I'll watch a couple of minutes and get an idea, but I couldn't really put it down. And okay, I, I need to watch it all. Uh once you watch the first two, three minutes, it's wow. And it of course was stuff I'd heard from John before. And taking it much wider you're in the film uh john's in the film others are in it tell tell us about that what has kind of been the response to that because that has i guess put you on a, a public level which you weren't previously um so what has that been like for you and how have you seen that develop that information going out which has only been out what just over a month or so now um, it was November 21st. So it hasn't even been, uh, been a month. month. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that is a wild roller coaster ride. I am here to tell you. And <laughs> the response has been amazing. Um, and, 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 and it's, it's at first, I mean, they were fast. They were fast. The PolitiFact was really quick, even back in January, trying to sit there and say there's scientific evidence that my findings is most and what I'm saying is mostly false. Um, and so there were some hit pieces right away, right away. And, and it was it was really frustrating and it made me quite angry. But then I was talking with a friend of mine, Jennifer, who uh, who really put the perspective for me. And instead of being angry about it, I welcome every bit of it and the reason is there are so many people um that would not have ever even hear of the documentary had it not been for these fact checkers to try to make and debunk what we are trying to say so it brings it out into the open and so for for the average person um the the typical person in my opinion i think most of people we just want to know the truth and so by them bashing this brought it to more people's attention. And the only way for them to realize it is for them to watch it and look at it for themselves, to watch what it is that we are trying to jump. The way the documentary was done, I, you know, I was just a part of it. Um, I was in it, yes, but I did not produce it. I didn't make it. It, I did it. I didn't do anything with it. Then just provide the evidence of what I see. So it was beautiful. And and the the most of the comments and and the debunkers are trying to sit there and say, oh, this is just a conspiracy theory. They start off the program with all these conspiracies and and you know. And I thought that was, I mean, now I'm like, it's a great idea, because what I think they were trying to do was say, hey. There's all these conspiracies, all these different Bigfoot, aliens, what I remember, all of them that was in there. And I think what they were trying to say is they will try to tell you this is just another conspiracy theory. But then, unlike some of the other documentaries that I've seen, this wasn't about just me. They had other morticians from around the world. I'm sorry. I did not know John O'Looney and have contact with him prior to, to uh, me coming out. Uh, I didn't know uh, Brenton Faithful in New Zealand um, prior to that meeting on that um, podcast uh, with the three of us together. I didn't know some of these other morticians in other parts of this country over here. I didn't know the other one. There was another one up in Canada. 
So it's not just me. It's not just my findings, which brings more credibility. And then they bring in experts, people like Ryan Cole and um, and uh, Trace Along and, and and you know James Thorpe, uh, Dr. Thorpe. And, and you're getting data from all these different angles. And all they want to do is try to throw this entire film under the bus because of a couple maybe strange things that might be debunked as, oh, well, this happened technically prior to this or that. But anybody who does a little bit of research into died suddenly, you can just look at the newspaper. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, li- just look. People want to know uh, how accurate stuff, how bad it is. I recommend for folks to start an attention to your local obituaries. And a lot of obituaries have become extremely expensive in papers, so they no longer put them in the newspaper. But you can find them if you go to the funeral home website. They will usually be listed there. And you will find there are more and more people dying that are younger and younger. So I think the the documentary was amazing. It was really good. And there are many people that would have never heard it had it been done in a way that sounded like a humdrum, long, drug out lecture that you might get at Harvard University people would turn it off. It had to be done in an an entertaining way in order to keep people's attention. And they can say what they want about it, but you know, the fact is politicians are seeing what we're seeing and the doctors are seeing what they're seeing and put the pieces together. People wake up. This is a dangerous uh, situation. And I can't prove 100% that it's the vaccine causing this, or is it COVID? The reason why I believe it's the vaccine, it's all about the timing on how everything is played out and how um, there are people that I have embalmed that supposedly never had COVID, but had been had the vaccine, have these strange, unusual clotting. And I think the experts are starting to prove now it is the, va- it is the spike protein that causes the clotting disorder. And that's why you can see it in COVID and long COVID because COVID has the spike, but the vaccine is loaded with spike and the mRNA supposedly makes your body create even more of that toxic spike protein, which causes a clotting disorder. So it's been great. It's been, it's been really good. What was really sad, Peter, this is what's sad. I have been contacted by a lot of people, many of which are vaccine injured, and they're looking for help. Hmm. There are places that are trying to help people. And the problem is, is their job, their employers made them get the vaccine to keep their job. Then they got sick. Well, what happens to a sick person who can't work anymore? What happens to them eventually? They get let go. They then lose their income. They lose their insurance. They go through what little bit of savings they have left and they're desperate. And it's heartbreaking. It is so heartbreaking to hear the stories from the people who are reaching out and they want to help. But I'm not a doctor. And uh, and and I I can say that it seems like the, the majority of the help people are getting that are starting to have some success is not usually from the goal medical system. It's coming from people that have alternative more on a holistic or natural, uh, more natural uh, uh, ways of healing people from frequencies to, to, you know, light therapies to hyperbaric oxygen, uh, oxygen chambers. Those are what seems to be helping people more than just going to the pharmaceutical company, taking another pill. Yeah, no, absolutely. When you mentioned about the people contacting you, the people who have been affected, and you've spoken up, so you become a, a magnet for those people to connect with and to share. 
because their concerns are not accepted in many places. And I'm, I'm assuming, first of all, the mainstream media, I assume, have not been beating down your door. Uh, and then the other side is even people speaking. I think I've watched, obviously, Senator uh, Ron Johnson speak here in the UK. We've had one single MP who spoke in the House of Commons a few days ago, Andrew Bridgen, and he's been criticised and vilified, and he's raising the issue of vaccine injuries. It's something that you're not allowed to utter, you're not supposed to say, and those politicians that speak a criticism and the mainstream media are silent. Do you want to, what are your thoughts on that? And when you look around and you'd expect the media to highlight a story where something has gone wrong, and yet it's just simply silence. I'm guessing that's been the response you've got as well. Absolutely. I was asked by a uh, uh, doctor recently, I mean, within this week, uh, how many how many health agencies or government agencies have contacted you to look into this? And the, <laughs> the answer is absolutely zero. Nobody does. Um, I've had fact, I had a fact checker call me and uh, suggest that um, I was receiving some kind of ask, well, actually ask me, was I receiving compensation for doing or being a part of the documentary? And of course I laughed. Um, I was like, no, I don't have a website. I don't have a platform. I don't, I'm not selling a book. I'm not selling anybody's supplements. I have absolutely zero financial interest in what I'm trying to do here. And that's just bring awareness and not only myself, but everybody that I've talked to or that I know that might have been a part of that documentary, not one person is compensated. Mm. It's not about compensation. It's about bringing awareness. And so I was a bit offended. And I, and I told this fact checker, I said, so, you know, accusing me of being paid. No, 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 I'm not getting paid. Let me tell you who's getting paid. You're getting paid. Yep. You're getting yep. paid to go out there and try to discredit and to try to know that this all make, make believe. And so you're being paid. I'm not being paid. You're the one being paid. And I'm going to tell you, if we are right and it is the vaccine causing the mm. harms, then let the blood of the dead and the injured be on your hands, not mine. I'm just trying to bring awareness. If we find out that this is because a bad bag of Doritos causes weird clotting, well, then we need to get the Doritos off the market. So it's, it's, it's like, fine. But you, it's like Ryan Cole says, you cannot find what you're not looking for. And, and so some of the comment, uh, what you're asking, as these people, you're right, politicians, doctors that do speak out, they're censored. The mainstream media doesn't want to do that. They get shut down. This is why so many people, and I don't want to look at this as being uh, being done on purpose, but because they continue to deny, deny, deny. Look, there was a, a group died suddenly on Facebook that had 300 and some thousand people had joined that platform and Facebook silenced the, the yeah. voices of 300,000 people as if they are never there. It reminds me of, well, the trains in Germany carrying off the people to the concentration camps. And what do people do? Plug their ears. I don't want to hear the screams of those that are being slaughtered and taken away. It's, it makes it feel as though they are doing this on purpose, which feeds more and more into the idea that this is about some kind of a depopulation issue or some kind of a control issue or a one world government issue, which, you know, it makes it makes people beg to question and you're not allowed to question, which makes it even more. It makes it even more uh, damning on them. Because it's getting hard not to believe this is being done on purpose. They've taken drugs off of the market for just a few people getting hurt. They took peanut butter out of schools because a couple of kids had an allergic reaction. And yet we got thousands and thousands and thousands and probably millions of adverse reactions and deaths over this. And yet they continue to push 
the narrative. It's safe and effective. I just said a, a person sent me a copy of a death certificate from March of last year of 2021. And it's said it's because of the vaccine. And they say, but nobody's died from the vaccine. How can you say that? How can you say that? Wow. Wow. Um, I, I want to come back to you on the, this seems to be on purpose. Uh, well, let's finish on that. But can I, uh, you, I think I, one of your videos, I think it was with Steve Kirsch that you talked about over 60% of the bodies that you were looking at had these blood clots, these long, stringy, elastic things that were blocking up their blood system. Um, it, it, and, and then also the blood being with like with sand or coffee or something is there, something is wrong with it. It's not as it should be. Um, it, is it that the majority of bodies, is that still the case? Uh, the majority of bodies that you're looking at have these these clots through and also the, the blood issue? Um, yes. Uh, actually, the uh, recently I, I was thinking that there was actually a little bit of a decline on it. And um, do you mind if I show you a, a sample of one yep. that I took the other day? Um, there it is. Wow. Um, hopefully you can see that. Okay. This right wow. here, I had six cases within a 24-hour period the other day. And three of them had that. So... <laughs> You know, just when I thought it was starting to go down, then next thing you know, it starts going right back up. So it's still, it's still the the, the majority of the, the clotting issues in the past prior to all of this may have been at the top end, maybe one, maybe two out of 10 bodies might have clots. Well, all six the, uh, the that I did, uh, that that uh, 24 hour period had clots and three of them had those big, large white ones. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't try to find them. They come around. I'm, I'm I'd rather not see any of them. Uh, but it's those big, white, fibrous ones, which are the most abnormal. But it's not always the big, white, fibrous ones like in the documentary. It shows. Um, you know, what looks like grains of sand that are coming out, or it looks like the blood is dirty. It's stringy. It's abnormal. It's not a standard, typical jelly-like uh, clot that uh, is simply is just a, a, a congealed uh, bunch of blood. You can make a blood clot with your own blood. You, all you got to do is take it out, don't put it anything, let it sit there for a little bit and it's going to kind of turn into a solid, but it's going to be red. Um, as, as, as it settles, you might get a few things, you know, um, just as a, uh, you know, I've got you know, sitting here on my desk, you know I mean? So it, if, if, if somebody were to say that this is a, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, yeah, I'll do it again. You can see it better. Um, so if 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 people want to sit there and say, oh, well, that can happen. Right. It's it's common for something like this weird, abnormal clotting to happen. OK. And I said this in the beginning. Yeah. Let's just say there's some kind of a rare disease hmm. that can cause this. If that's the case, then how come I've collected almost 100 of these samples since March of since the middle of March this year alone? Wow. And I, I, I had this other thing. I, I, another analogy is this. You know how you know what? A, a, oh, shoot. What is it? The person that's a, a hermaphrodite, right? A person born with both sexes. Yep. You've heard that, right? Yep. OK. In 21 years that I've been doing this, you know how many hermaphrodites I've embalmed? Zero that I know of. <laughs> I don't wow. think I've ever embalmed a hermaphrodite. But do they exist? Well, yeah. I mean, we've heard it. It's scientifically possible. I get it. So if this white fibrous stuff is a rare disease, then mm. that would explain why I didn't see it before. So for me to come out right away and say, hey, something's really wrong, 
and then find out, oh, yeah, well, there's a strange, it's an unusual clotting disorder that can happen. And it's a cascade of this, blah, 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 all this medical stuff. Then that would explain it away. What doesn't explain it away is how come I went from it having uh, maybe, you know, uh, 15% of the bodies might have clotting to 85% of the bodies being clotted and only less than 15% not clotted. Something has happened. Something has switched. And now about, it seems like it's around 50%, sometimes more, uh, have this abnormal whitish fibrous structures growing in their blood. And people want to say these are postmortem clots. I'm sorry. There was a great um, in, uh, video that came out uh, from Peak of Prosperity with Chris Martinson, who kind of goes through and debunks the debunkers, hmm. saying that it's math seems to be mathematically impossible for this kind of white structural clotting to happen, even if it's solely fibrin, which is whitish. Um, but usually it's microscopic. You're not going to see it with the naked eye. It would take a huge amount of that fibrin in your blood in order to create structures as large as this post-mortem. So these must be pre-mortem. And at least we need to look into it and it needs to be studied. But because nobody seems to be wanting to look at it, just like I saw that video of, 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 of the gentleman in uh, Parliament the other day talking about the vaccine injuries, yeah. just like they try to discredit him, they're going to try to discredit everybody mm -hmm. that is trying to bring awareness, which again, brings it back down to why do you refuse to look at the evidence? Unless you don't want people to see the evidence. It sounds to me like if I was to rob a bank, then maybe I would want the cameras to be turned off or to debunk anything that might indicate that I might be the culprit. Hmm. That maybe, maybe they're doing something on purpose. Well, let, let's get into that because that we'll finish off on that, which would be a whole program itself, but we'll, we'll just do 10 minutes on it. Uh, I, I've certainly, at the beginning, I accepted. I wore a mask for the first couple of weeks. Um, it it all made sense. And then things started not making sense. Um, and certainly with the mRNA, my response, well, uh, after five years, when I see the data, I may consider something. But why would I be in any rush to get something which shouldn't really affect me? Now I'm down the point where... Uh, it, it, actually was there was there anything um we were told the stuff we were told of people falling the streets from china all of that so uh, i'm i'm deep enough down not accepting what my government tell me become an anti-vaxxer i wasn't before thank you government for now making me an anti-vaxxer i don't want anything that you're going to push on me from any multi-billion corporation that wants to make money and profit from me and then you've got the whole control that you can control people through fear and the government have done a, a marvelous job on that on getting people to do exactly what they tell them then you've got another step further which is the the depopulation and i've watched the stuff from wf followed it closely with the bill gates um but i'm still on the edge of that rabbit hole so and i know the film died suddenly i know that's a a kind of string throughout the film a thread throughout it um, Tell me about that, because things do seem to be pointing towards that, but it's not something I'm ready to fully accept yet. Right. And um, and I, I, I think the film kind of puts that out there because they want you to, to think. Hmm. You know, most of your education system doesn't want you to think. They want you to fill in the blank the way they told you to fill in the blank. This film is putting things out there in order to make you think and look and see for yourself. They're actually teaching people to open your eyes and think for yourself. And, you know, some of these people that are um, that are pushing this stuff are uh, useful idiots. Um, a screw 
does not know what it's doing. It might be a screw that's holding together a piece of equipment that's going to determine whether you have a certain medical condition. And by doing that, it may save your life. A very important screw. Right? But the screw may also be a screw that is a part of a pipe bomb that's there to kill and maim hundreds of people. The screw doesn't know what he is doing. It's just holding things together. It's doing what it's told to do. So there are many people, I believe, that are part of this system. They're just doing their job. They're just doing what they're paid to do. Just like that fact checker, she's being paid to try to discredit what we're saying and what we're doing. However, it's those that are up on the very, very top that are manipulating and pulling the strings. Government dictating to social media sites what you can or what you cannot say, what you need to flag, what you don't need to flag. Those same government organizations are funding and being a part of the big pharmaceutical companies that are working on doing this, they're doing that. Um, you have so much going on that it's creating confusion and all kinds of, you know, misinformation, disinformation. It's, it's some people don't realize what they're doing. They just don't. They're not necessarily evil. They're just doing their job. And why? Because they have a family to support. Yeah. They have children. They've got a mortgage. They've got car payment. They've got all these things in life that they have to do. And they're just doing their job. They don't want to hear the possibility mm -hmm. that they may be a part of the pipe bomb. Yeah. They think they're a part of the machine that's going to save your life. Um, and they don't realize by shutting out and destroying and and taking away the voices of those that are injured that are trying to bring concern they have no idea by doing that they are a part of a very big program that might be a part of this idea that there's a there's this there's this agenda to depopulate the world and because this is a worldwide issue, Peter, um, it, it, it seems to be more and more difficult to disprove that theory. It's like everything they've told us is a lie. And I don't want to necessarily go down into the 9-11 conspiracy theories. However, you had three buildings in New York that imploded on itself. Show me anywhere in history on any video that was not done on purpose where a building imploded on itself. Three of them exactly in the same day. Half of a building come down. Okay, I can understand that. But for it to come down in on itself from top to bottom, three separate buildings. And yet we were all told that it was all be it was it was it was all a coincidence. Yeah. All of this stuff makes me wonder. And I think that's why the documentary started off with Bigfoot's not real. Aliens aren't real. And then you got other government things trying to say, oh, well, maybe aliens are real. UFOs aren't real. They are real. It's meant to throw us all off. People that are saying it's not real or it is real. Each one of them is being paid to do something. They're just mm -hmm. doing their job. So I don't want to believe that there is this thing. The Georgia Guidestone said it wanted to bring down the population to 500 million people. It's all out there. They're saying it. Yeah. They say this themselves. And then they want to say that, well, we're conspiracy theorists or the idea of even think about it makes us conspiracy theorists. But all we're doing is we're listening to what they're saying and we're watching what they're doing. This vaccine rollout peter the last i looked 5.4 billion people in this world have taken one or more of these shots if it is a slow thing that that more and more people are going to get sick 
we're in for a very, very dark future. And guess what? Yep. They're already preparing us for it. They're the ones saying, oh, it's going to be another dark winter. We're going to see all this extra. How do they know that? Yep. Unless they know something that we don't know. Or is it just more fear to try to control you mm. into doing what they want you to do? Again, the film brings that out in a way that makes people step back and go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Maybe there's something going on here. And I think that's a brilliant move on their part yeah. with causing people to do a little bit of research. It doesn't take far, but the scary thing is if you can avoid a Google search, I would avoid it because the first thing that comes up is what they want you to see. Yeah, I did this with my daughter, by the way. She's, I said, look up my name. Right. Now, this, is, this is after the documentary came out. And I mean, millions of people saw it really yeah. quick. And and it came to an article that was debunking me. And I was like, isn't that interesting? Here's an article saying that, oh, yeah, this is all conspiracy kind of talk. And yet there was a documentary that, you know, at that time, I think there was three million views already. Well, you would think if if Google was doing algorithms mm. right and when you do a search it's the most popular thing that pops up you'd think that would show up she and she opened the page and she's like but there was only like 260 shares i was like i know but yet the documentary has been viewed by millions it's funny how that works but you go to another search engine like DuckDuckGo or something else and you see all kinds of stuff that is actually a lot more popular a lot more being spread around it's yeah. we're being censored and and again it all feeds into that the idea of the of the global agenda which they themselves say i mean they i mean from bill gates to klaus schwab and all of those other yahoos out there uh and 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 i i don't think they're going to win in the end of this because I don't know anybody right now doesn't know somebody that's injured from this vaccine. Mm -hmm. I have, uh, or, or, or even died. I mean, mm -hmm. most people know somebody. And the thing is, is they're hiding a lot of the deaths because the majority of the people I embalm, Peter, are listed as they died of a heart attack, stroke, cancer, whatever you name it. But when I find this strange stuff in their blood, poses the question, if their blood was clean, like normal blood would be, would they have died or would they have gotten this cancer or would they have had these issues that caused them to die? That needs to be investigated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of expecting some of these people to have on their gravestone there when they died and underneath. But I did get my double booster and it would have been much worse if i hadn't have got it <laughs> you're right i would have died much harder had i not gotten the vaccine i yeah. i swear to god i saw that uh, uh somebody was, this person had messaged somebody and 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 this person is now getting you know some kind of a medical device to control their heart rate and 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 the person says I've had I had COVID, but I've been vaccinated and boosted in between. Thank God I did; otherwise, it would have been much worse. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking maybe the vaccine is making the heart conditions worse, and that's what I am. I think that's what I am seeing, Peter. Yeah. Is those that have underlying issues, this vaccine is making that even worse. And why? Because there's this thing they call the the blood is like by the blood being something wrong with the blood, which they're starting to say it's because of the spike protein, the inflammatory disform. And because it isn't doing that, it can't carry oxygen like it's supposed to. It can't remove the carbon dioxide like it's supposed to. It's clumping together. It's not supposed to clump together. It's supposed to be fluid. And those clumps can get in your lungs, cause difficulty breathing. The wrong, the blood that is disformed is not carrying oxygen, not removing all these things. 
creating an oxygen deficient body. And from what I understand, cancers do not like oxygen rich bodies. They can grow much better and take over much quicker if mm. the body is more sick and it cannot heal itself. So it seems like there's a serious blood disorder from the beginning. I said something has changed with people's blood. I can see it. I'm not a phlebotomist. I'm not a doctor, but I've been embalming for a long time and I know what normal looks like. And this, what I've been seeing in the last almost two years now is not normal. Hmm. Well, let's finish it on that. Uh, it's a, a huge subject and one we have approached many times. I'd encourage people to go and watch the film, DiedSuddenly.info. Um, you will find it not enjoyable, but certainly informative. And you'll go away certainly thinking, which is what I did, which is what you said, Richard. It makes people think. It certainly made me think. Um, and people find it uh, useful. And also, you can pass it on make sure and send it on to people you know who i think within the first few minutes they will want to watch it and want to see more and be hooked on it richard thank you so much for your time today hugely appreciate yes. you coming and joining us yes peter I, i'd like to add one little glimmer of hope for people of course if i may dr ryan cole and other scientists that are out there they've been studying these files what they're finding is they're not all the same. So if you've had one shot, if you've had two shots, if you've had three shots and you feel fine and everything is okay and you're not having any issues, don't live in despair. Yeah. Because the vaccine vials are not all the same, you may have been lucky to get one of a vaccine that is basically a dud blank but by continuing to take more of these shots eventually if what they're all saying is true eventually you're going to get the one that's going to cause you harm this stuff should be off the market i am seeing so many babies stillborns i mean the death rate in the young is is is, is starting to rise please please do some research and 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 pray about whether or not you should get this shot because i'm sorry there is so much harm out there but if you've already had it and you're okay be be thankful that you are be thankful yeah completely let's a good note to finish on um it often can be dark but it's good to to look at that and affects everyone differently um I'll just thank our viewers uh, for tuning in and our listeners. If you're listening on Podbean or any other podcasting apps on the go, this is a pre-record, you'll get it straight away. So thank you so much for listening. And all the details of the website, the film, they're all in the description. You can just click on it and watch it after this interview. So thank you for tuning in. I wish you a wonderful rest of your day, and we will see you very soon for next interview. So thank you and goodbye. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list, donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.